This episode of the Mother Loving Future Show is brought to you by Amber Lestrange and Jenna Penrose with JMO 5000 Productions. Welcome, welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show. We are your hosts, Amber and Jenna, and today we are discussing healing healing your lineage. lineage. It's time, people. It is time. It starts with us. Yeah. This is the beginning of the revolution. Okay, for more on this topic, check out our show notes or to sign up for more MLF goodness, check out our website, themotherlovingfuture.com. Oh, Jenna, (laughs) trying to catch me like that, you (laughs) tricky. Okay, Jenna, I know you're just wanting to give us your definition so bad. Oh gosh, yes. Do it. I'm just so obsessed with giving my definition. I am actually. All right, so healing your lineage. Pain and trauma patterns are passed down in families from generation to generation. This can end with us through radical honesty, consciousness, and mindful intention. We can choose that these patterns end with us and will not be passed down to our children. This is kind of a pressing topic. It is so pressing and it's such a major issue for every single person. Some are aware of it and some are not. Those who are not aware of it are going to be doomed to pass the pain patterns down to their children. Oh, so bad. And just perpetuate the state that we're in right now, the mess that this world is spiraling down into. Yep. So, okay, how do we heal our lineage? How do we do it? Well, I mean, the first step is is recognizing right. True. that your patterns come are inherited Okay, so and not your pain really okay so let's talk about how it's inherited because there's a genetic dna aspect of healing uh, of um inheriting lineage and when when we're talking about um we're basically talking about emotional baggage right that's being passed down Yes. And, you know, some people would say the mind and the body are separate. I'm one to believe they're one and the same. And I believe that it's all energetic. So it's an energetic um, stagnation pattern that's getting passed down. And that could be reflected in your DNA um, or it could be reflected in just your emotional state. Okay. So I look at it as, yes, there is genetics in our DNA we, from our mothers and obviously fathers and their mothers and fathers, we get passed down certain belief systems and traumas and triggers and inclinations towards certain ideas or hobbies or whatever. And then there's also what we observe growing up. And so there's an environmental aspect. Nature versus nurture. That's it. Definitely both. Do you know, just before we get into this, I had the most insane experience when I first found out I was pregnant. I had the deepest urge to completely move through all of the baggage I inherited from my mother, from both my parents. Interesting. Yeah. It was Valentine. If you ask me, the first thing that came to my head is like, it's Valentine's vibration in you. It was like- Yeah, he didn't want to inherit that. Yeah. He was like, this is getting healed now, right now, right now. Yeah. It came out of nowhere. It wasn't even a conscious thought. I all of a sudden had this urgency within my system to forgive that person that was just taking me down in my head to move through my issues with relationship or men or whatever it may be to, I I just had this and also physically really move into physically healing myself. So as he was growing and collecting those parts of my genetics, they were going to give him the best start in life as possible. So anyway, that's just an interesting little side note. So what do you think you inherited from your parents? 
that you need to work on, obviously? I mean, in terms of trauma pattern, I think um, the thing that I most inherited was fear um, of survival, like just wanting to survive to the point of having a fear-based lifestyle and also of not uh, like, how can I say just curbing my voice, myself in the world, just not putting myself out there pretty much. And when did you realize that that was an inherited um, aspect from your parents? Um, I think I observed aspects of my mom and grandmother who I definitely inherited it from um, as a child. And I didn't realize until that it had really affected me until kind of recently. And when was the moment where you realized you were playing out your mother's history? Well, I think there is a lot of moments, but a recent one, which kind of came up was when, you know, we started to do this podcast because this is really putting myself out there. This is speaking about my family, which they really don't want me to do. (laughs) Um, This is like exactly what they're scared of, you know, and maybe it's they're scared because they knew this day would come, right? (laughs) Outed. Um, But so, yeah. Having being able to do this podcast with you took a lot of overcoming of that. Wow, must be really therapeutic. Sure, <laughs> just like yeah, sure. <laughs> no, it is sweating bullets. No, it's not. It's not that. It's like I. It is therapeutic when I really feel like I can speak my truth. It is. It's therapeutic. Okay, so you're healing but what's your lineage more, right now. What's more therapeutic is when I feel like people can hear it, hear it. Like, cause I feel like I'm always like speaking my truth, shouting it from the roof t- rooftops and it's just falling on deaf ears. You know, what's really going to make me feel fulfilled is like when it doesn't fall on deaf ears. Yeah. I might start crying right now. Do it. Let it <laughs> out, babe. You can do it. This is part oh, of your healing. Yeah. J- just declaring that is yeah. starting to put it into motion. Yeah. So great. So you're actually moving towards healing your lineage. I'm trying. Yeah. I mean, that's the first step. And the thing is, it's like these pain patterns are so deeply ingrained in your consciousness from the time that you were even a baby before you can remember that you really think it's like you, you think it, this is you and yeah. how you are, but it's and not the authentic you is being tainted by other people's stuff that they yeah. didn't have the mindfulness to move through. Yeah. And it's like, who is the authentic you? Think of yourself before you were seven. You know, this is what I've been trying to do is like, think of myself before I was seven. Cause when you're seven, it's like, that's the age I've mm. like heard in spiritual, um, communities being spoken of, um, as when you start to sort of take on the patterns of the matrix more. And so before you're seven, you might still be very connected to spirit. You might still be living in your authentic self. So try to think back to before you were seven. Mm. Who, who were you? I was someone very different in a way than I am now because I was much more able to like put myself out there, really. Hmm. Okay. Singing, dancing. Cute. I yeah. see her in there. Yeah. All the words of Rocky Raccoon. Oh, I, me too. Really? Love that song. Yeah. You knew all the words uh-huh. of Rocky Raccoon? I mean, yeah. I kind of chorus most of the words. What would be, how cute would like four-year-old Jenna and Amber be like <laughs> singing Rocky Raccoon? <laughs> You'd be pushing me off the stage. You'd be like, oh. Yeah. You see <laughs> me pushing you off the stage? See, we've really come, I've really come far away from that, right? It's true. Um, Okay, great. So when we're talking about healing your lineage, first step is noticing where you're playing out negative patterns that are clearly from your parents, mom or dad or grandparents. Yeah. How about about you? 
Um, but wait, I want to know about first thing you did was notice, oh, that doesn't belong to me. That's my mum's. And then what do you do? How do you actually heal that? How do you move into eradicating that and moving closer towards who you really are? Well, I think it's just, it's really for me, it's disregarding other people's will over you. Take commanding your personal space as your own sovereign being and figuring out who am I, what is my mission, mm. and then just doing it. Mm, action. Yeah. Moving into it. Yeah. I think it really helps as well to enroll the people that are really close to you in your life into the mission to support you not repeating history like that. Well, like, I, I mean, for my own self, I feel like I, I really can't bring my, for example, mother and grandmother into like my mission here. Yeah, but Jesse. He's oh, probably yeah. the one that spots and goes, you're being your mom right now. And you're like, what? I'm not yeah. my mom. Don't say that. But then when he moves yeah. out of the room, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm my mom right now. How did that happen? And then you can go to Jess and go, hey, babe, I really don't want to continue that pattern yeah, totally. onto my kids and then their kids' totally. kids and their kids' kids. Totally. No, we talk about that. Definitely. Yeah. And so Jesse can catch you and be like, hey, you're doing that thing again. And you can go, oh, okay, got it, got it. Mm-hmm. So, or friends, spouses, mm-hmm. friends, that's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm talking about. Tell Probably me, not the people that you're, you're trying, trying to, to break like, away yeah, from. That's, that's what I first thought <laughs> you said. And I was, like, it. I was like, I'm not sure about that one. But isn't that incredible motivation for us as parents to look at our baggage? Because we know that it can be passed down to our kids. Yes. And we don't want that. No, we don't want I, don't to do want that. To, I don't want Valentine to take on all those Places within myself that hold myself back. Oh, gosh, no. I know. It's terrifying to think of. So I guess that was my higher self or, I don't know, Valentine speaking to me in that moment I knew I was pregnant to just, as much as I can, heal my lineage. So he wasn't taking on that. Ooh, spooky. So where have I inherited? Hmm. I definitely see uh, in my very first relationship I had, I had this um, undeserving um, element, like reaction to affection, whether that be affectionate words or touch or romance or whatever it was, I was just repelled by it. And it's almost like my true self wanted to move into it, but I had such a shell around me and such a dialogue in my head that was pushing it away that I didn't recognize what My was, true self wanting it. What was the dialogue in your head pushing it away? It's sissy. It's gross. It's soppy. Ugh, it's just, it's just silly. Mm-hmm. I felt embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And then my first boyfriend caught me on it and he's like, why won't you let me hold your hand? Like, why won't, why don't you ever write me poetry or say sweet things to me? Or whenever I say, I love you, you, you push it away. And you're like, no, 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 don't say that. That's, that's silly. And I really thought about it and all I could, uh, the first thing I said was, that's my mom. That's how my mom is towards me. That's how my mom was always towards my dad. And I've inherited that and I didn't even realize it and I'm playing it out. And I don't want to be that person. I want to be yes to love, to life, to affection. I inherently want to be all those things and receive and give all those things. So he was a great catalyst to me recognizing what we're talking about today. And then I just said, 
I, I just started physically getting into action and pushing through those uncomfortable moments. And before I knew it, I had practiced enough times and he'd hung around enough years for me to break that pattern. And I discovered a whole new part of myself. I was free in those, in those places, whereas before I was completely shut down. Mm-hmm. And so, see, that just shows, though, as you as a person, your natural inclination to to want to heal, you know, because a lot of people wouldn't as a teenager necessarily have that realization or breakthrough ever. I, they I, would just continue the pattern. I just have this thing in me where I don't want to be the source of my entrapment. I it's it's like the the dumbest thing I could ever do is getting my own way in life. And we're all getting and in our own way. Doing. Exactly. That's what we're so all doing. the only way to get through that as much as possible is to be sort it out yourself, take the responsibility, take on responsibility, just move through it, figure it out. Problem solving. That's what we're all about. That's right. Um, and so what else did I inherit? Mm, That's kind of the main thing. I think, um, distrust of men, distrust of men. Definitely. And that's a bit from your mom and your dad, really. But you know, the fascinating element of that, because I inherited my mom's distrust of men, I perpetuated, I continued to attract men who were like my dad, who my mom couldn't trust to almost continue to, to reinforce that and to live out my mom's story in some weird way. And I think that I attracted those moments as an opportunity to break through that story and recreate a new story. Totally. Yes, yes, yes. Break that, that, yeah, I, what do you think about that saying, as you heal, you heal your lineage? Because I think that moment where I realized, oh my gosh, I'm the master creator of my experience, of my reality. I'm creating this situation for some reason. Why do I keep calling in men I can't trust? Hmm. Where does that wound of mistrust originate from? Hmm. I got that from my mom and my mom didn't trust my dad. Hmm. Maybe I need to understand my dad and have compassion for him. And that way I'm not taking on, I'm not taking it personally, the element where she mistrusted him or the the moment the trust was broken. I'm not taking that personally. I understand it. I have compassion for it. Maybe that's part of healing that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's, it's just, that's healing your lineage. That's, it's hopefully going to stop with me. I'm definitely working on it. I think it definitely very well could stop with you. So when people say, as you heal, you heal your lineage, do you think that is also talking about when I move through that, I'm vibrating at a different space and the people in my life have to, it's the human condition to meet me in that space, recalibrate to that vibration I'm holding. And that way they're mirroring my wholeness in that area. And that's how I heal my lineage. Or what do you think? Yeah, I think that that is an aspect. I think when you heal, you do lighten your vibration, you raise your vibration because you're not attached to all this dark, heavy energy that's in your field before. And so your and closest I, family would see that. I think you're, that it can be inspiring to friends and family, but I also think it can be triggering to friends and family if they're not ready to go to the deep places of extreme authenticity needed to heal themselves. Um, I think it can also be triggering, but I think it is an energetic inspiration, even if they can't see that at the moment. Um, I think thing patterns that are patterns like that are passed down from generation to generation trauma patterns, which I think of as like a stagnated energy pocket that keeps getting passed down when that's healed, that really heals the, that entire pocket. So you have this, this 
pocket of dark energy that's been passed down and passed down. So when you heal that within yourself, you're you're sending that dark pocket back to the light. That pocket, dark pocket is not existing anymore. So you're not passing it to your children and you, you've healed your lineage and you've healed all that darkness and you've healed it within yourself. You know, clearly people can, like I could have trauma that has nothing to do with what was passed down in my, in my family and that I would need to heal. Um, so I think you can heal yourself and it may not affect your lineage, but I think if you are healing your family patterns, it is healing your lineage. And the interesting thing is it's very confronting for them. Yes. If, if, if they're not, yes. if they're just getting triggered and they're not willing to look at the core root of that trigger and move towards healing that, then it's just going to continue to trigger them and be confronting. Yeah. But that confronting issue is nudging them and nudging them until they do something about it and break that open. So that's good. It's better than not triggering them and them just going through their life being that way. Yeah. And I think for the older generations, it's maybe, it's a hit or miss. Like they could be inspired by your your healing and heal themselves, or they could be triggered by it and they choose not to heal. But I think for future generations, it's always healing. Mm. You know, if you heal, even if you have oh, a child, 100%. you know, they're counting on, they're us. counting on that. So, and not only future generations that have yet to be born, but even if you have children who are, are already teenagers, and let's say you've already unconsciously pushed down some patterns onto them by you healing now, it can heal them too. Cause they see oh that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I just watch Valentine, who's three now, and I don't even need to say a word. If I'm in my head fretting, like caught up in some negative spiral towards Kerry or myself or whatever it may be, he picks up on that and he starts he starts acting out in a weird way or freaking out or coming towards me and saying, mommy, mommy, I love you. Do you love me? Like he can pick up on that and it's shaping him. He's observing that energetically. He's picking up on that and it's affecting his reality, his perspective on what marriage looks like, on what conflict resolution looks like, on what where he's allowed to be expressive and not expressive. He's just soaking all of my baggage that I haven't moved through yet. He's soaking that all up. And yeah, I I just think this is one of the most important things we can focus on right now because we need a drastic change in politics, environmental issues, in our human relations on this earth. It needs to change now. So yeah. In one generation of healing yourself, it can change. That's we can right. change everything. That's right. And the first thing is to recognize that there's something to heal. There's something wrong and we have control over that. We can actually be empowered to move through that ourselves. So let's just, before we wrap up, let's talk about some really clear practical tools that people can start applying to move through this really well. So observe. I guess a cool thing would be to be look at your parents and look at the negative patterns that they're continuing to live out and then really get real with yourself and step back and say, hmm, do I play that out? Look at the things that trigger you about them when you're around them and go, hmm, is that triggering because I'm like that? Or I, I just think triggers yeah. are such triggers a Triggers are gr- the great huge, indication point. Yeah. yeah. We should huge change the word from trigger to indication. Yeah, that's right. Know? Because it's indicating something. Um, I think that's a great place to start. I think looking at your parents is a great place to start. Um, I think 
spiritual practice is a great place to start too, because um, the more that you do have a spiritual practice and the more that you make yourself a vessel of love and connecting to your higher self and um, putting yourself in energy shields, um, which we're going to connect the energetic shielding meditation to this um, podcast because it's really important. These are the ways that we can heal and upgrade our our DNA, um, our lineage, our patterns. Um, We can reach a state of mindful metacognition in which we're able to observe our own selves and what we do, our behavior. So um, spiritual practice, I think, can heal, really heal. Yeah, especially in those moments where you feel you have no control. You're like, I'm just so far down this rabbit hole that this is who I am now. Yeah. It, really, in those moments, I've just prayed so hard. Yeah, Sometimes so I had hard. no idea who I was praying to. I just started praying and just calling in a power higher than myself seemed to move something through me and give me the strength to move on and move towards eradicating that was something that fell out of my control. Yeah. Because if you look at it from an energetic perspective, you have like, you can look at, I look at it as like this energetic pocket that's stuck within your auric field that you inherited. Right. So if you're calling in the light of love to the light of spirit to wash through you like a waterfall, you're, and you envision it, this light of love washing through you and washing that stagnated pocket down and out of you, the way that a shower would wash like dirt off your body. Like if you envision this as a spiritual practice, this is, this is energetically moving energy in you, you know? Mm. So it can actually physically heal and push that energy out. Yeah. And speaking about visualization, I think it's also a really good idea to focus on, okay, so you've noticed the things that you're continuing to pass down the, what you've inherited through your lineage that isn't serving you. And I think it's important to, instead of just like walking through life asleep, continuing to play out those patterns to catch yourself, notice what it is, and then look at what the type of person you do want to be, the type of woman you want to be or father you want to be and the type of family you want to have and to paint a picture of that and to start moving towards what you do want to be. And that can look like a daily ritual around rewiring that part of yourself. So if your go-to is negative banter with your spouse or sarcasm or whatever you've inherited from your parents that isn't serving you, maybe replace, understand what it is and replace it with a positive um, affirmation or mantra or a positive action that redirects your brainwaves to the opposite, to a different path. And after doing that, how, how many days, say 40 days it takes to, re, to create a, a habit? So 40 days? I thought it was 10,000 hours, but maybe we're talking about two different references. (laughs) Maybe. I think it's 40 days to create a habit. And so to replace that bad habit with a good habit. Oh, yeah. 10,000 hours to become an expert. Oh, okay. (laughs) Same thing. No, no, no. (laughs) I know. know. You're right. Um, So what I'm saying is that committing yourself to some type of daily practice that is diverting your thoughts, your actions, your words, your way of being to something that replaces that negative inherited pattern. Yeah. Because it's a, a pattern, sure way. Right? Yeah. You have a, you have yeah. a currently have a habit and it's not a good one. So you need to replace that with a good one. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. therapy as well. I started therapy and it's, whoa, like I, I love it. It's so much fun. It's just kind of getting really down to the layers. So if you are someone who is open to someone else guiding you within your own psyche and consciousness, I think therapy could really help with undoing that stuff. Um, Meditation, mm, positive mirrors in your life as well. Friends and people who uh, kind of 
um, affirm there's a better way to be or think or do things in those places, I think that would really help. And surrounding yourself with positive people with positive habits. Yeah. Yeah. And then you start to move into that and mirror that. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. That's why we've got each other in our lives. Right. It is. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> I know. It is. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Um, beautiful. And I think that's a really great meditation everyone should be doing as well if they're wanting to handle this. Also, a cord cutting meditation is a great one for mm. this. You know, picturing any energetic cords that tie you to trauma or any kind of I would create a experience. circle in a meditation in your visualization. Call your parents in or whoever you inherited this from and sever those cords and release um, release that blockage. And we did record one. Didn't we record a cord cutting meditation? I think so. I think we got to try to... If, if it's if we, edited, we'll we're going to put it up. Yeah. All right, so I've got a little challenge for our listeners. Are you up for this? Are you going to do this, Jenna? Yes. Like legitimately. Legit. Are you going to do My this? My eyes are closed right now and I'm like just soaking it in. Okay, okay. Right. Jenna and everyone else who's listening, I love you and you can do this. Notice the negative patterns your parents display. Look honestly and deeply within yourself. Have you inherited any of these fears or limited beliefs? Invite your partner or friends into supporting a new way of being for you. Do it. Get together a ritual or a routine daily that supports redirecting your thoughts, your words, your actions to the you you want to be in the world. Choose what you want your life to look like and what you want your children to inherit. Wow. Bum, bum, bum. Yes. Beautiful. Okay, well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. We honestly so appreciate the support. And without you, we wouldn't be here because it's all about collectively healing together so we can heal the future. Because that's all that matters. If we're not doing that, what are we doing? Just wallowing away. We could be on the beach. That'd be a pretty good alternative. Well, maybe you can go to the beach right now. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Thanks so much, guys. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us just get this information out and, yes, spread the word and the love and the light. Love you lots. Have the best week ever. Bye. Visit our website, themotherlovingfuture.com for more information. And please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We read every single review and comment, and we are so grateful for your support. See you next week.